Yeah, Johnny was right. Johnny called it uh, the best of the little PS on the podcast where he said, I just can't see him going down. Like, I, I see him being a full of momentum and, and probably just. And, and hey, we'll find out in a couple of days. Congo might regret that decision to, to not lay down to Minnesota. Because if I'm Congo playing a cold weather home game in the wild card, I'd much rather play against that Minnesota O line okay. than play against the fucking Eagles. Well, let's just ask Johnny Noel, what's the head in that for? Honestly. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, I hate to see the the team that I can't stand the most. That's fire, well. though. Just, uh, I, I can appreciate that. But you see them just checking uh, <laughs> in low. They in the position for them to, you know, come back again. You just don't like the team. Like, I just don't like the team because it scares me. Like, I think, like, it's, it's, so as a Cowboys fan, you hey. move yourself objectively. Hold on. Okay. From December to January, Nick Foles has a 12 4 record. For a 29 year old, he was making a pass this last game this year. We saw him make whole game in December. He did good game. Well, I mean, that's a 16 game. You still have a small sample size of him, right? Does it matter? When he's in Philadelphia and Carson Wentz seems to take them 10 to 15 games, and then you bring your second quarterback in, I mean, it's it's almost like an Alabama or a, a Clemson college offense. Like, you just have two elite quarterbacks and. Just come on in I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you're a fan of this Nick Foles fella. I think it's special how somebody can literally just be the number two and then be the number one interchangeably and have the offense not only not skip a beat, but I mean, I feel like Josh Adams is better at tailback. He's better as a young... As Yo, a he young had a book in the tuck last year to, go, to coincide with his Super Bowl. <laughs> he, he literally won the Super Bowl and then went on a book tour all summer. I wonder if he wrote it. I wonder if his editor wrote it. Uh, that guy's got a crystal ball that works. Ooh, that's hey, that should go on his T-shirt. Nick Foles got a crystal ball that works. Like Two that. rings. I don't like it, but no, I, <laughs> it's just I, uh, unbelievable. He had to be convinced to come back to play football. He was ready to retire after leaving St. Louis, and yes, it's St. Louis at that point in time. I didn't get that wrong. He was ready to retire. Yeah, I remember that story. And he was coaxed back to come and play in Philadelphia. So, I, I just, so do, do you, does this, does that right there what you said lend credence to what I said of maybe Peterson just loves Nick Foles? Yes, and he said something absolutely in that that courting process where he he correctly courted Nick Foles into. I didn't buy it when you, I didn't buy it when you first said it, but well, when because you talk you, about the association of, of him looking to retire at twenty seven, you retire at twenty seven as a quarterback. Like, when, when I said it, it was attached with the part of. More than Carson Wentz. Mm. Maybe he just likes Nick Foles, and then it, it, he likes him more now. <laughs> okay, yeah. that, like I don't that, know. Fuck. That is an adroit analysis, sir. <laughs> let's not. Let's not get into two. I'm I'm at a loss for how to reflect on Week 17 because we had an off the air conversation that where we just clashed, and I don't want to bring that to the, to the air. So, um, what uh, other than? Your reflection of the the Browns Ravens, your uh, reaction to the Bears Minnesota. Do you have anything else from last week that you want to no, live I, in the past with for a couple you, minutes? You know what? Or do, <clears throat> is it ready to? You have polite. Are we ready to go and talk playoffs? You have politely asked me and said that we we shouldn't bring up the Cowboys and Giants game, and when it's all said and done, um, I guess there's the one player that we could talk about from that game is Saquon. Like, do you you think that he's not winning Offensive Rookie of the Year? So 2,000-plus uh, scrimmage Just over 2,000 scrimmage yards. Right? Yeah. Set an NFL record for 
running back receptions, I believe, with 91. Yes, uh, he beat out Reggie Bush. So he's That's now right. he's uh, now 88. yes, exactly. He's now with Marshall Falk, who is one of my personal favorite players. And do you know who the second? No, I don't. I don't. Edgar and James. There's a name that you have. I like how you for... pronounce the G in Edger and James. Why? Because everybody just says Edger and James. No, they say Edger and James. Oh no, it's Edgar and James. Oh, is it? Oh, don't I feel stupid then? Well, I have no idea actually. Well, why am I pretending to know how to pronounce? I like the, when you do that. Though. The guy's name. It allows anyway, me to know when you're bullshitting. <laughs> Two thousand yards. So, scrimmage yards. It's an unbelievable stat Zeke because two this year. Yes, but Zeke is two thousand and one. He's an established football player. Two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah. And you know he saw that stat, and then Jason Garrett's like, "We're gonna sit you in week bro. seventeen. You're gonna win the rushing we're, title with street clothes on. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna hold gonna Saquon under two forty six. Let's get those numbers up again, Coach. Uh, okay, I'll yeah, sit. Yeah, I'll sit. Okay. I'll sit. Um, I, there wasn't much else to take away other than, I mean, the Steelers did enough to win, but it didn't matter. It, it, and even that, it was tight 16, for a lot longer 13. than I thought it was going to be. Like, that spread was 14. Yep. And it was they were down by six in the fourth. For a Cincinnati offense that has fallen off in the last six weeks. Like, yeah. But again, again nobody. once again, road game, divisional opponent, Welcome back to Talking Pigskin. I am your host, Jeremy McKeon. As always, to my right is Mike the Jag. And joining us once again is Johnny Stats. And fellas, let's talk playoffs. Well, Mike, you're one for one on your predictions for the playoffs so far this year. I mean, they are not losing again. I, mean, I, I was nice about it. I left it for the till it was true. I waited for that drop until it was true. They are not losing again. I love how I said that four <laughs> weeks ago, thinking that they're going to finish out the season fearful of their jobs, and then I see T.J. Yeldon and Leonard Fournette on the sidelines sitting on the bench by themselves. Um, so, so I was wrong, and uh, let's talk about some other football. Let's, say, let's stay have. in that division, though, and let's talk about <laughs> the first matchup of the weekend: Colts versus Texans. Oh, you mean the only thing worth discussing in the AFC South, right? Um, <laughs> what I like about Andrew Luck's season is um, thirty-nine touchdowns to fifteen interceptions. The ratio isn't something you love. It's about two and a half to one for a guy like Andrew Luck. That's okay. Yeah, but forty-five hundred ninety-three yards. He's back. Almost His shoulders 46. back. Sh- yeah. We we talked we talked uh, a little bit out of school about him a little early. I think we were uh, recency biased from what we saw from him in the preseason in week one and two. And we we were also like, well, didn't didn't know his development. We we that's were true. looking we're not at even, it. We're not, yeah. we're not in Lucas Oil Stadium. Exactly. Yeah. Watch him throw Nerf balls and then upgrade to real balls. Right now, uh, let's. I don't want to. I don't want to get into a full award segment, but I'm going to cheat right now and I'm gonna I can't wait. Frank Wright's my coach of the year. Andrew Luck's most improved player. I agree. Okay. Um I'm not gonna go as far as say that their front office should win execs of the year. No. We don't but they had that. a great draft. Yes. Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard, bang bang. <laughs> we could get I I'd like to get into the conversation in the offseason if those were the best two value picks at one and two like one for and two? any team. We can um, we will have to definitely like we'll pull that up and just a little sidebar because he's defensive. We'll player. do that work since Mike Mayock's not going to do that this offseason. No, uh, favored for the uh, Ra- GM he's position. Got for the Raiders. He's got it. Oh, he hired him. Wow. 
So his football. So maybe they'll they'll actually draft well for the first time in twenty years. Since we're doing um, well with a side I, tangent, yeah. My opinion of Mike Mayock being the GM for the Raiders. That's awesome. <laughs> you laugh. That guy called Pat Mahomes. Not very favorable things. He said he sees. Uh, oh, let me get the actual quote. No, no, keep talking. Here's, keep here's, talking. I'll get the here's actual quote. My only quote. issue, though, you could be right 498 times, but if you're wrong on two guys that are unbelievable, I'll definitely shoot you the bail ta- there. Everybody talks about the two, and the Sorry, 498 that you said would be blue chip guys are now wearing gold jackets, and everyone's you. like, "You're terrible." I'll shoot wow. you the bail. So there. I've watched Mike Mayock on NFL Network for I think now the last seven or eight years. Everything the man has said from a fundamental standpoint, from a technique standpoint, he knows DBs, he knows people who catch footballs. This is the quote that, that just, I just can't all get right, over. All right. Mike Mayock, when discussing Pat Mahomes in the draft process, everyone knows I can... Oh, sorry, this is Pat Mahomes. I, everyone knows I can make the throws, but I'm smarter than people think. I know these NFL concepts. I'm not a project. Mike Mayock's response. I see Jay Cutler and Johnny Manziel. So he's going to go and wear a little bit of scrambled egg on his face for that one. Yes, sir. So, but that doesn't distract from his resume up until that point. Can we I get don't. back on track? Yeah, let's, uh, Yeah, sorry. So Marlon, Game one of the playoffs. So Marlon Mack for the Indianapolis Colts, I'd say, has brought them to the brink of a run game. And I only say brink because they still throw the ball to set up the run. They use the pass to set up I, the run as I, opposed to slamming defense. I agree with their, your, your correct in that philosophy. They pass to set up the run. Yes. Can I counter one thing? In the five best rushing performances of Andrew Luck's career, so of Andrew Luck's career, the best five rushing performances by his running back, yes. four of them have come this year from Marlon Mack. That's insane. That's an excellent statistic. Yeah. So I, would I did argue, some homework this week. So, it's, play, it's playoffs! <laughs> so I would argue that they have a run game unlike before. Yes. Um, did Detroit make a mistake with Eric Ebron? Yeah. Or was or was the signing in Indianapolis a match made in heaven because you had a quarterback who was starved for a six six tight end who could just go and get it? Shouldn't Matt Stafford have been starved for a, a guy that he could rely on? I mean, I mean he's got Galladay and he's got Marvin Jones Jr. But I mean, I'm making you the, see the oh I know I yeah, the I, I don't know emoji. <laughs> so so at the end of the day. If, if Stafford wants to throw the ball deep and outside the numbers, that's not where Eric Ebron lives. And if Eric Ebron, conversely, couldn't develop to running those seam routes, running those ins, and getting you know, he's, inside he's a difference maker in that offense. That's but now, definite. Now it's not even a conversation. T.Y. Hilton had 76 receptions. You better believe that he would have had a hell of a lot more if Eric Ebron didn't show up. 13 touchdowns for Eric Ebron. I can see, that, I, I can see now why um, there was a, a no response to my text last night. You got to work. Well, I mean, I didn't really. You need put to, the phone down and picked the pen and pad up. I didn't mean to tell you. I didn't need to text back K. <laughs> no grown man should ever text another grown man K. That's a staple in my philosophy, right, Johnny? You've heard me say that multiple times. Anytime Johnny's been near me and another guy texts me K, I, Johnny hears it. <laughs> what do you think about the Colts' offense against the Texas defense? <sighs> so, I'm uh, I'm stuck in the. The mindset of playoff games are won in the trenches. So mm-hmm. I've focused my my research in just that. Um, the matchups of the O-line versus the D-line and vice versa. I like a wash, really, in this an O-line for the Colts versus the D-line of the Texans. I think uh, the skill players are going to essentially wash each other out, and it's going to make it... Uh, for every clean pocket that Andrew Luck takes advantage of, he's going to have some pressure where... It, it's going to rely on that decision. Sort of like that 
that opening drive, third down touchdown against the best red zone defense last week uh, against the Titans. Mm. If they stop them and they kick the field goal there, the, the complexion of the game it's from the beginning game. is different. It's a different game. I have a question for you. Does Quentin Nelson and J.J. Watt equate and cancel each that's, other out? Okay, so thank you. Line one, that's it. Um, I believe if uh, Kelly starts, mm-hmm. that that's going to be a huge factor in uh, Merciless being kind of phased out. Not phased out, but keeping him at bay. I like Anthony Costanzo matchup against Javion Clowney. And, and and then when it interchanges, and you've got, like, because there's going to be different, like, there's, there's going oh, to be passing guys, there's going to be stunts. Be, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, but the packages, yeah. But those, and, and again, I think Clowney gets moved around maybe more than anyone else uh, in, in, like, the league. He's uh, everywhere, Other yeah. than maybe, maybe Khalil. He's everywhere in the in the front he, seven, he, yeah. They, they yeah. treat him like a game wrecker, and, and, and it, some of the times, it's, like I said, to get merciless on a stunt around the edge, back outside, rather than work on the inside. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a huge thing. Um, and the noise factor with a younger O-line, the communication, you're gonna that's going to be a thing I'm looking for, is third downs early in the game for the Colts, how they handle that crowd noise, and how they're they're handling probably pressure from that, that Texans deep. Um, Eric Ebron against uh, Texans linebackers. McKinley's going to need to have a huge game, especially if he mans up. Especially. Especially. And I can... It it brings me right to my third down point. If they bring pressure and and those guys are one-on-one... Ebron could have a huge game. He could. And if he doesn't, and and, and Ebron is sort of isolated, then it's going to be all about Marlon Mack. The third down efficiency, uh, Johnny's showing me here. Johnny Stash, Johnny Facts. They're number one, Colts. Number one, third down efficiency for the season. They're number one. Yeah, that's. Uh, I know that. I know that that that's accurate because it's the exact same number that the Cowboys are at since acquiring Amari. They went from the last team in third down efficiency to the first. Um, I would. I feel personally. I feel personally. So that, they've sustained that all year, which is impressive. Was why I brought that up. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty impressive. Receivers the, and DB matchup. I th- I feel push. See, I, I I had a hard time finding the one type, like the tiebreaker. The difference maker, yeah. Like, and it, that's why I think that this is probably going to be the closest game of the weekend. Uh, it's probably going to come down to who has the ball last. Um, turnover, again, like, we're, this is kind of generic no. for playoff evaluation, but, I mean, the turnover battle could decide the outcome of this game. Um Let's go to the other side now because I'm really curious to talk about probably two of the best players to come out of the Clemson Tiger program in a long time, Deshaun okay. Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. Deshaun Watson, just little numbers because I did some homework, uh, 4,165 passing yards for a quarterback that can also run the ball. To me, that's elite. Uh, 26 touchdowns to nine interceptions. That is like a ju- That's like somebody at NC State in their junior year. Like, yep. that's, that's unbelievably talented. Plus 551 yards rushing with five touchdowns. Not to mention he's doing it with that, that O-line that's been, I mean, shaky at times this year at best. Perfect segue. He's the most sacked quarterback in football, and not all of that is on the O-line. Is he? What, did that, what was that actual number? As far as... Sacks. Don't have that. You don't have, Johnny, can you pull that up? We'll be Johnny, sacks. He's been sacked? Yeah, Deshaun Watson. 62. Versus... Uh, I, I, I didn't Dak mean Prescott's to attack... Yeah, no. see, that's why I said... I didn't mean to... Yeah, Dak's, I, I believe, 57 or 59. six fumbles, though, whereas Dak, I don't know how many he's got. He's got 12. Oof. So the turnover I don't know game. if all of them are lost, but... So there's the turn... That's where the turnovers can happen. And Deshaun Watson can make any pass... Watson. 
is he can make any pass on the football field, and it's reflected that's, that's in a sixty-eight point three percent completion rating. That's true. When you're throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, who has one hundred and fifteen catches and over fifteen hundred yards and no drops, zero drops, eleven touchdowns. The new spokesperson for Elmer Glue. There's a new spokesperson, but he's the new spokesperson for anything sticky. Word. Um, the Houston Texans offense runs on those two players. It's not Lamar Miller. Lamar well, Miller was just south of a thousand yards this year, but he was yep. banged up towards the end. Yeah, and I, uh, I don't love the their uh, their one two punch with Blue. He's not necessarily the change of pace back that you would want. He's he's kind of just the same thing as Lamar Miller. I, I see it, them as they, very similar. No, no, like, I couldn't. They're agree not more. the same player, but I see them as similar. They try to do different things with them, but it, it's just it's to me it's not a. An efficient one, too. They consider Blue to be their banger, but I see similar production whether they're running inside of the tackles or, or, or outside of it. That's how I not. evaluate it as well. So let, let, let's talk Texans offense versus the Colts defense. Uh, Darius Leonard over under 10 tackles. So that's where I that's that's my pick for the advantage Colts. Okay. Um, is that O line of the, the Texans? I know they're at home, so they get the advantage there. But I suspect they are. Who ben, Affleck. ben Affleck and the, Goodwill Hunting. There you go. Retainer. They're suspect, and I totally see that Darius Leonard is the future of that defense. There's your defensive rookie of the year. I'm so 163 I'm tackles so on the season. How does that. a rookie lead the league in tackles? How does he still cover? How do you tackle and still He's cover well? As long as he doesn't put his hands to his mouth and, and wolf howl again, then we're cool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Johnny stats like that, I, and I liked, I liked, I said it after the podcast when right. the, after that terrible game. Um, but I liked it because if it ha- if one of my players did it, there's you know what I mean, I stole someone else's moniker thing, then I would have yeah, loved yeah. it. Let's get back to the analysis. So you're you're gonna tip the scale to the Colts defense. Darius Leonard's a big part of that, just because of the way that they. I've seen them wreck games where I didn't think that they could, especially that Cowboys game. Mm. And so if Lamar Miller. Uh, if Lamar Miller is inefficient running the ball, coming off of a two-week absence from yep. the field, and Blue isn't the successful change of pace back that, like I don't believe him to be, mm-hmm. then that's gonna spell problems, and that's then Deshaun Watson trying to do a lot himself, and if there's the continued pressure and he's not, and you know what I mean, the, I who knows it. who knows how they game plan for Hopkins? I get it. Demarius Thomas is done now for the year. Will Fuller's gone. Kute, I haven't really seen do anything the last little bit. I know he's been injured. I don't know if he's been missing more games than I think, or he's just been absent from the play sheet. But. Make no mistake, that offense has the only true number one receiver in football, and he is their depth. He is their beginning, middle, and end. So now the listener is looking at themselves like, okay, so you said that Texans were going to win 13 in a row after starting 0-3. And now... The way you're talking with them the last couple of minutes, sounds like you're picking the Colts, Chair. Well, let's get right well, into picks. Listener. Well, listener. Well, let's get right into picks now that you've... I think... I think I'm taking the Colts. These two guys, they keep it... This year, they've kept it close both games. And that's... Three. the Oh, that's something that I missed uh, including. Both, both road teams won uh, previously this season in their matchups. So... That kind of tells me to go with the Colts. What are you, you're really silent over there. Because you don't know what to do. No, I know exactly what to do. The Houston Texans on offense yeah. have looked to be multifaceted in a way that other teams aren't. So Andrew Luck 
can throw to anybody on the field at any point in time. But I think that Deshaun Watson has more tools in his arsenal. And when it comes down to a close game, I want the quarterback that has more tools in his box. So I'm going to take the Houston Texans because, in my opinion, they have the best receiver in football. And I think that that defense is just a little bit better. What's... So you're you're so, okay, so you're Houston taking the Texans. Texans. Yeah, absolutely. Before I go to Johnny Tyberg, what is a better bet in mm-hmm. your estimation? Mm-hmm. Taking the Texans minus one to cover at home, or taking the over or under forty eight and a half? Taking the Texans to cover at one is a better bet than either of the over or under. Either you, of the over the, under, even though those games are close. Can even you though expunge the games are close. on that? Yeah. Expound on that. I was going to say expunge means something else. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day. I look at, at that as being an easily coverable number because if games come down to a field goal, that's already two additional points separating the one and the three. So uh, I don't see it as something that's insurmountable, in my opinion. I don't see it as something that's, e- that's hard to overcome, even though every game's been close. It's um, a field goal. You're not wrong, but it, as you were talking, I was just thinking in my head, Vinatieri versus Fairborn or Fairbairn. Or whatever the fuck his name is, and that is not that is that's not an so irrelevant. I'm going argument. with the silver fox. That's not an irrelevant the guy argument. Guy that looks like he's Frank Reich <laughs> with a helmet on. The guy, the guy that literally looks like the god of kickers. Like he yeah, just, he kind of looks. Do you know <laughs> what I'm saying to you? Not the godfather of kickers. Like he's not just like Jesus. I'll show, I'll show you how to kick a field goal. No, no, no. <coughs> he it, should kick for the Chargers so he could have his thunderbolts. <laughs> Oh man, um, a little Greek mythology for it. Perfect. He's the god that I need him to be whispering in Mayor's ear, fucking this week. Oh, <laughs> hey, gotta man. get down like that, Jesus. Money post. Mayhar, bro. Man, they not need to motherfucker. Start me. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I right, sent so, you a few of those text messages. Johnny oh, tie yeah, break. Johnny Tybreak. Johnny Tybreak. Houston Colts. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with Mike on this one. With the He's Texans. taking the Texans. I think they're. Houston. I think they can if their defense can can stop the rush a little bit, which they've. Been pretty good at this year, and no matter know, how good Marlon Mack is, time. <laughs> no matter how good Marlon Mack is, yeah, no, I know, but what are I you mean, skipping OT to record this? No, no, oh. just the alarm to oh, make sure okay. I was at least up by one. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you crazy? Stuff. That's hilarious. He's got to set an alarm to be up by one fifteen in the afternoon. <laughs> That's a shift worker for you, folks. One hundred percent, it is. <sighs> not to mention but DeAndre no, Hopkins is. They called. Well, they're both. both I'm not mad at either one of you for your reasoning behind your pick. I just think you know, and with the over under at forty eight and a half, that's a tough one too. Both these teams kind of keep their. Their points average have been around, their defense at least, around 20 points. Like I came to a conclusion of, so, for me personally, I, for me, <laughs> I came to a conclusion of Colts over Texans way before I came to a conclusion of over or under 48 and a half, and I still haven't. I was going to I haven't you, finished my evaluation After Johnny had said, I was going to ask you, what do you like? I really need, I, like, I'm going to take the time to look through every single game for both opponents yeah. of home team and road team. Uh, strength of opponent, this and that, yeah. and and really diagnose the this, fucking numbers. But going to come down to who's got the ball last. And... No, it's going to come. I to, think I, so. I, I, I think who has the ball last wins the game. I think it's going to come down to turnovers. I think whoever wins the, the 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 turnover battle because both of these teams are so close, and they play each other so tightly. They're divisional opponents. The last two oh, games have been hyped. just the, just. Oh, I'm getting hyped for this weekend. Oh my Every god! Every game's going to be great. Well, there's I so, think. there's 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 so much going on. Um, all right, well. And they're at that, 4, so 435, I think. 4.35 Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Um, is that is that that it for that game? Like, I don't really have no, any yeah. other. Uh, one question. Um, more rush yards, Lamar Miller or Marlon Mack? 
See, I'm going Marlon Mack. Yeah, John. I that's think, that's my main. That's like again. I'm just gonna. That's emphasis. the difference maker for, for me. You? That's the di- like for not necessarily me. the running back position, but I trust more in the Colts defense to shut down the Texans run game and make it on solely Watson yeah. and the way that they will then defend. Yeah, uh, Hopkins. It's just I don't see it being a. Uh, fuck. See that makes me think take the under forty eight and a half because you think it's going to be somewhat of a struggle fest and you're going to earn every point and it's not going to be a back and forth barn burner. Of these exciting electric offenses, which they have the potential to be, absolutely. They like, do. and if in, in a fucking blink of an eye, you can see an eighty-yard touchdown, and all of a sudden it opens it up on the other sideline, and we're going back and forth, and it's a horse race. This football game, I'll is... take the Colts in the horse race. Oh god, I, see I didn't you. even I mean see to. Do, what, I, see I didn't even mean to do that, that, but there. Oh yeah. Both teams were able to find a way to win over the last ten weeks. More so than any other football team. Yeah, they're two. They're probably the two hottest teams going in. They they have found a way to win more often. Maybe the Eagles are hotter. Oh no 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 no! These in two the short teams sample have, size, like, but these two teams have found a way to win longer over a greater sample. I size. I agree with that, but you're not taking the momentum from November 14th into January 5th. Do you know what I'm saying? It it we're, propelled we're gonna the continue momentum. Okay, I'll agree. With, I'll I'll agree with this, to, sir. We're very, gonna have to come back. To very that. very uh, mature of you. <laughs> All right. How about them? Well, I mean, <laughs> they're in the playoffs. They're in the... P- but they have Jim, to win. Jim Moore voice. Yeah, they, they, have to, <laughs> they have to win. All right? I don't care if it's 13-3, and 10-6. and six. I, I don't care. Playoffs? <laughs> no, that never gets old. Sorry, it Donnie. doesn't. It will it not. Last week, it was the... They're the scariest team that... That I thought coming Seahawks? in Seattle. Yeah, when you were doing all that talking last week, I was like, fuck, he's going to be angry in a week. How's this uh, for how's this for efficiency? Russell Wilson has 35 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. That's a 5-to-1 yeah. touchdown-to-pick ratio. Yeah. If he's not elite, nobody is. If I had a vote, he would have been MVP? my... MVP? He would have been my vote last year. Not this year. Not this year. Okay. No. I mean, if, if you can make the you argument. Could make you could make the argument. argument. Yes, you could. Pete Carroll, coach of the year, that's an argument, too. I'll go to his, I'll go to his passing stats the last couple of weeks and debunk that really quick when, you, had, when you got a guy passing for 5,000 yards and 50 TDs in a season. I couldn't agree more. You know what I mean? Well, 3,448 yards on the year, 35 touchdowns, that's an extremely efficient number. He throws a touchdown every 100 yards. So, oh, that's that's a crazy stat. Okay, so you you know you you throw for almost thirty five hundred yards. He's definitely he's definitely game re- uh, game record potential, uh, like consistently. Um, but the, I saw a little bit of shakiness last week out of that O line. Um, hey, do you remember when it was like warm outside and we were talking about Seattle's offensive line? Yeah, yeah. And then do you remember what? Well, they've what definitely they it's definitely been different, but they've. Um, they they shuffled some things around last week and it didn't look it didn't look right. No, and they've I've heard it acknowledged on even Seahawk podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, now the, they're uh, shit. I'm I'm blanking. Miss, I'm blanking his name, but he's returning this week. So they're gonna have their the guy that played right tackle back to guard mm-hmm. and the tackle playing this week. Johnny Stats, Seattle's offensive line. Um. But just to go into Starters? a couple of uh, Russell Wilson's passing yard totals over the last month of the season. So Arizona, 152 uh, against KC, which is hot garbage defense. They put up 271, and they won. They looked really good in that game. Yeah. Uh, the week before, they had lost to uh, San Fran. He threw for 237. 
and then the week before that against Minnesota, he had 72 passing yards. Johnny Stats telling us DJ Fluker for Seattle's offensive lineman. Uh, yes, that? that's Her the football player. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. the name. Um, so so that numbers going, don't scare you. They because if listen, Seattle has listen, the number one rushing me, attack in football. Let me preface my mood going into these 2018-19 playoffs. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. Discount Double Check isn't here to fuck me. <laughs> but okay, okay, fine. That's fine. where I'm at. Fine. I got is that my t- relevant though. Hold on. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay, elaborate. For then. my, for elaborate. me, for me. <laughs> yeah, bro. It. Yeah, it. That matters because I've. I like I said, he has literally ripped my heart out of my chest and slammed it on the floor in my living room. Two of the last four years. Okay. okay? All right. So, is it going to be Russell Wilson doing that to me this year? I don't know. But it ain't going to be Aaron Rodgers, so I'm optimistic. I'm not confident, but I'm optimistic. Have you seen his new State Farm commercials? Because they're hilarious. I haven't. Um, Maybe. <clears throat> but Chris Carson with 247 attempts and 1,151 yards on the year, that seems that seems eerily similar to when they had another really, really strong power Don't back. Don't put Chris and they Carson were... in the same breath as Marshawn. Lynch. No, but, but they're doing, in yes. that, that's all that I mean, is that for the Seattle Seahawks But they're Seahawks doing offense, it by committee. But the Seattle Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks offense has, okay, Mike Davis, 514 500, yards yep. in his own right. Yep. So you have two And Penny's got are, 467, and Russell Wilson's got 400. Now, last year, they had no rushing touchdowns by their by their running backs. Right. It was, all the rushing touchdowns were by Russell Wilson. This year, they got 15 rushing touchdowns. How many are by Russell Wilson? Zero. I don't know what that stat tells me. That tells me the that they that addressed the running back position in the offseason, and, and it worked. just going to say, that yeah. doesn't tell me anything other than the fact that they, that they now have a run game. And also um, that they don't have to rely on Russell to bail them out in the red zone. Perfect have se- to. Perfect they segue. have to. Perfect they segue. Can. Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin, 57 catches and 50 catches, respectively. I know that Baldwin's been hurt. Lockett has come up clutch and big, but still, 57 catches. Um, I would expect a little bit more production, but... Who do you... What do you need? What do you need production for when you can run the ball and your quarterback is efficient and your quarterback wakes up and hears the alarm every single week and knows how to play football? Like, you don't need to have gaudy numbers. You don't need to have a true number. Not when, not when you're... Oh! Do you? Well, my team did. Actually, nice segue. But that I'm gonna have a little, not Russell Wilson. I'm going to have a little discussion. Well... Hold your breath, because I'm going to have a little discussion with Johnny here. So, Johnny, I've been with you at times, and there's been other times where I'm like, dog, chill out. Romo's gone. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna spit some facts to you. But it's going to have to be with some agreeing from you before I can get into my spiel. So, 2016, we made the playoffs. Dak's rookie season. Des Bryant, still one of your favorite players, if not your favorite player. He's a number one receiver that year, correct? Correct. Last year, well, you can see that Des Bryant was not a number one receiver. <laughs> yeah. A true number one. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, Thank you. That's all yeah, I need. I just, Will you agree that this year, Amari Cooper has been a true number one for Dak Prescott? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Now, this is going to blow your mind, my friend. When Dak Prescott has a number one receiver at his disposal in his three-year career, his record, 20-5. and five. 
Oh, Sounds like wow. a franchise quarterback to me. Yeah. What was... Can I go into a little bit more stats about this guy that I'm now done hating about his deficiencies, and I'm just going to uh, dive in deep with everything that shows me his potential for the future? Sure, but what's... So the... he's the only quarterback, what? the only quarterback in okay. NFL history okay. to have three straight seasons of at least 20 passing TDs and five rushing TDs. Michael Vick never did it. Okay. RG3 never did it. McNabb never did it. Culpepper. Randy Cunningham. R Cunningham. Doug Flutie. Fran Tarkenton. Any, none of them have done it. Dak Prescott, the only one. Okay? Okay. Russell Wilson never did it either. Okay. So, that's showing me that a guy that I'm asking for the team to run a little bit more. Yeah. And he's still done that stat. Like he's yeah. done, he's accomplished that stat. Right. While I'm asking for the coaching staff to use his yeah. ability a little bit more okay. to his advantage, his strength, and his size and his feet. Like let's do that. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Okay. So I'm, I'm imploring you to just trust this guy. Just be cautious. Because number one, right? he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. No. Whether he fucking rips your heart out this weekend and plays terrible. I was just going to ask Johnny a question, though. Can I ask him a question? Ask him a question. Johnny, um, <clears throat> uh, your beloved Dak Prescott, uh, how many playoff wins does he have? Zero. 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 Okay. But what so, does he have okay. that he didn't have coming into the league when he had to go up against Aaron Rodgers in, in that, that rookie season? What You're does arguing he have that, now? That, that he now has a defense and a true number one that he can rely oh, on, I'm right? glad that you took it there because that's totally opposite of what Run I'm going to say. I'm not even going there. Okay. He's got the experience of going toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers, and if it wasn't for our fucking defense yeah. allowing the softest fucking play to happen to Jaron Cook, yeah. and probably one of the best throws I've ever seen in my life on a football field, that I can't disagree. Th all that, that happened after Aaron Rodgers was sacked on a blitz where he should have dropped the ball, oh. and like I still don't know how it it happened. Like he didn't hit him hard enough where A. Rod was able to tuck that. Well, so the football probably has State Farm insurance. <laughs> so with that said, Dak knows what it takes. I can't argue was that with the experience. Was that Richard Rogers to the side that one? No, it was Jared Cook. Was it Cook? Oh. Yeah, it was Jared Cook. I can't, I can't argue with those numbers. Pass. So can I? It's 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 Byron difficult. Jones right there. Oh, it's sickening. But I don't want to live in the past because we're in the playoffs this year. Right. And we've got a reason. What have I said all year? I, I keep repeating this for a reason. You said a lot all year. Well. Give me a ticket to the dance with that run game and that defense, and I'll fucking I'll bring the booze to spike the punch. So <clears throat> Dak Prescott throwing for twenty two touchdowns and eight interceptions. That's almost a three to one ratio. Anybody in the league throwing for at least two uh, twenty touchdowns, admirable. Yeah, great stat. Oh, thank six you. Rushing, you triggered my mind. Six rushing. Can I derail touchdowns. you for a second? Sure. So that made me remember that he's the only <clears throat> quarterback in NFL history through three seasons. To have 30 wins and under 25 interceptions thrown. Only quarterback to do that in the first three years of his career. Fantastic statistic, unless that same quarterback fumbles the ball and still turns it over anyway. Okay. That it, I, I will 100% agree with you. I don't think it fully debunks it. No, no. And it is where numbers can be used to prove your point. I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. But it just, like, you said a stat about interceptions in 2-to-1 ratio, and I went, or 3-to-1 ratio, and yes. I went, oh, yeah. He's quite efficient, and that's why he's won 32 games in three years, and only Tom Brady has more wins than him. 
And I agree. There's another thing. I know. Right. Like, I know. It's it's not just. It's a, hard to look at the bigger picture when when I know when, when you're you sitting there. You want to win there, now. And, but you're you were sitting there. Yeah, a little more it's frustrating. On that game, as opposed to watching some of these other, you're you're watching him a lot more closely, and the things, the little things he does, hey, bothers you more. Exactly. I was the guy that it's drafted a, him. He's not. He's not a slouch. I I'm, I I know I. He's a winner. You hate on him a little bit because there's but times love, where it's maddening. I do love him as a person. Attitude. Why I think he's. And that's the. I and that's the, the guys that aren't those cocky. Like he's. Thank smart you for man. saying that. I he's like a humble person. Him. He's gone through adversity in his and life. That's so why I will. I feel. I feel the need to I point will out. Stay so, behind him. I feel the need to point out that if you were arguing with yourself. Yep. And you were making this case for any quarterback other than Dak Prescott. I feel like you oh. would say something like, "What's the right guard starting statistics, uh, starting numbers?" Okay, What's his you missed my point What's last his... week when I said that again. And it so, wasn't to derail the conversation. It wasn't to uh, tear down Dak. But at the same time, you could argue that over that stretch where he's got thirty-two wins in the first three seasons, like, like there's a reason that Dak brought Ezekiel Elliott up on the stage. To accept his Rookie of the Year award. He knows who the Rookie of the Year was in 2016. Like, it was Zeke. The, the pulse of the team was Zeke. He took the league by storm. Zach was, or sorry, Dak was along for the ride and didn't fuck up too much. He threw four picks. Like, he was a bus driver. Let's move to the... And then, all of a sudden in the playoffs, when we didn't need him to be a bus driver, we needed you to dig us out of a hole, he went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers and erased a 28-10 to fucking 10 lead. They're down twenty one three. They're down twenty eight ten. It was thirty one thirty one. I remember. Let's go to the other like side, like okay. Let's go to the other side of the, of the ball. The other side of the ball well, because there's twenty two players. And we keep talking about one. Who? Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. We right. We're on a little side rail. Right, it's, only, so, it's only twelve minutes. So what? What out of both of these defense, these defenses scares you? Because they're both scary in their own right. Well, can Seattle's I? Seattle's a Frankenstein. Defense. Can I not answer your question, but answer it inadvertently? Because something that like... encourages me for my Cowboys this week is that Sha- uh, Shaquille Griffin twisted at that ankle last week. I don't know if he's playing this week. I'm assuming he's going to, but... He's good. A, he is quite good. He's not at the level of Richard Sherman during the Legion of Boom, but he's filling in quite nicely in his spot. different kind of player, though. He, but he's filling it. He's playing his role. I agree. As a different player, yeah. and he's doing quite well. Against a route runner like Amari Cooper with a bad ankle... Advantage, advantage, Cowboys. That's the game inside the game. That's the game inside the game, brother. Very word. He okay. So okay, no, that's good. That's good. That might be better. This is Thursday. But now, oh, and that's good point. Good point. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. But now, if I'm defensive coordinator, and if I know that though, I call a bit of a different game plan, right? Like I run more zone reads, zone blitzes, change up sets. Okay. Okay. Right. So if all of a sudden that so now your defensive game plan for the Seahawks is eliminate Amari, not eliminate Zeke. I see. See what happens there, that. real when quick. You, when you lose your number one cover man, you lose your number one DB. Yeah, not lose, but if he's not. Well, 100%. now all of a sudden it's an eighth man out of the box, and it's a guy over top of Amari. Well, field day Zeke. Or you it's not, and the they now they open the the key to the the middle of the fucking field. I know it's just a one game sample size, but there was a reason why I asked last week. Do you think teams? hold some shit back and then maybe experiment a little. Like, that was definitely to uh, waste, or not waste, but take 20 minutes of practice time out of Seattle this week of what they wouldn't have focused on. They focused an extra 20 minutes of practice yesterday on the middle of the field. I think that you're going to see what inexperience means 
to young linebackers this week. Ooh. I think you're going to see what... Ex- I hope you're wrong. I think you're going to see what experience does to a guy like Bobby Wagner. So you like Wagner and Wright over Jalen and, and Van Der Esch this week? I think that experience Stopping is going to play a role. Because it's... Hold on. And I'll, I might agree with I you. I was going to elaborate. Like, all... I wasn't just going to drop that. But... Okay. Finish then. Sorry. Okay. So when I have a linebacking core that has seen everything two or three times... Yeah. Okay. And I have... A defensive captain like Bobby Wagner, who there's a reason why he never left. There's a reason why he got paid first, and he's a mainstay there. Okay? I thought it was going to be too much for him. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what I see with 54 anyway. and 55 is a situation that, no, I'm not saying it's too big. I'm saying that they'll have to adapt and adjust a hell of a lot quicker than they might have had to in the past. And I think that Carson is going to come slamming right at them. And I think that if Sean Lee doesn't play, they lose a significant amount of experience that I think would help them. Ooh, that, that's a good uh, yeah, counter to my maybe my hot take. Sean Lee, because I understand. Like I, I know he's, this has been a tough year on him, but there's something about when he's on the field in my mind that it, it, it adds like a coaching feature to it too. You know, like he says he's a smart guy. He knows how to read offense as well. I mean, that's not a dog dying. Don't we, worry. That's, like recording in Algonquin Park and a pack a, of wolves trailing that's behind a, us. That's a pack of wolves, and that's what you're gonna hear a lot over the fucking speakers in AT and T this weekend. I think. Yeah. I think, be, and uh, that's why I kind of cut you off, and I didn't mean to, but it was to quickly go. I'll agree with you that maybe the tip of the cap goes to a, a Wagner and Wright, but does it go to a Wagner and Wright over? Uh, the Wolf Hunter and the Predator, um, in terms of I don't like the word ag- Predator against. I don't like that. <laughs> that's who he is. That's his nickname. He, he but it makes it sound like he can't live near predator. a park. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Anyway, um, I appreciate Hold your on. argument against I'm, Chris Carson. So it's it's the Cowboys linebacking core against Chris Carson versus the the Seahawks linebacking core against Zeke. I think Zeke neutralizes. The other guys, in a way that Chris Carson doesn't, and that's why I might think advantage Cowboys. Can we just hurry up and get the picks so I can take Seattle already? Do you oh, think wow. these things make a difference? Taking Seattle, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chris yeah. Richards being It's not there a bad pick. No, I just haven't seen I think that has a little bit like to it, do with it. I, I think, think that's going to give Dallas a little bit of an edge on. I think he I might think have the an same idea way that we got our. I think the same way we got our asses kicked by the Colts against our old defensive coordinator, who's now the. The coordinator for the oh, Colts. Oh, fair argue. Ah, shoot. Okay. And he's now getting I, head I, I coaching offers. Think I, I, I think he, he's done this against Russell I think, more than a lot of these other coaches. I think you know? he's going to have a little... So, I think in week three... Let's let's talk about that. In week three... <laughs> you guys are like two talking heads. <laughs> in week three, when the Cowboys played Seattle in Seattle, mm-hmm. they were totally different teams. The Seahawks had Earl Thomas. Well, he had both, two, both teams were He had two picks that day. Earl yeah. Thomas ain't playing this weekend. No. Dallas Cowboys didn't have Amari Cooper. In week three. They got to move Mari Cooper now. Also, what's a, a general statement about the team's health? Any team in the NFL come playoff time. What's a general statement that would be easy to conclude? That they go into the playoffs banged up? For sure. Yeah. Have you seen the Cowboys injury report this week? Yeah, there's not a lot got, of names. They got two players. There's not a lot of names Two on players it. that are not practicing. I know. One of them is the starting left guard as of right now, Suofilo. The other is David Irving. David Irving's, Irving's not even like a part of the team anymore. What happened with uh, Tyrone Crawford? Uh, they say that he will be playing this week. He was in... So I was right, probably just like a next thing or something. Yeah, yeah, they, okay, good. 
he said that he knew it was bad when the when the buck uh, the Buccaneers offensive linemen were asking if he was okay. Yeah, and that's when he said he started getting worried. One hundred percent. Then when he was getting loaded onto the cart, he sees everybody he, else on a he knee. He heard the guy that. Uh, the contact was initiated with, say to one of the Cowboys' I teammates, something? I heard the neck pop. Oh, no. That's when he started getting worried. Oh, that's so scary. But Terrell Crawford, but he's back. You know, like, oh, I just cracked my neck. Yeah, so was tired. it that, or was it... <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's so scary. Though, so they say, that? and that's a huge... And I'm glad you brought that name up, because no. although Cowboy Nation might hate on him because of his price tag, uh, he's an intricate part to this run defense. He and makes he, the defensive line deep. Yes. I'm he, sorry. He makes everybody else around him better because he... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Also, you know me. Shout well, out also to him, shout out to him, Canadian boy. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You up. know me. I'm always rooting for the you Canadians. You are always rooting Perfect. for the Canadians. <laughs> Straight up and down, around. man. Great call. Yeah, Windsor boy. Where's he from? Yes? Windsor. Awesome. Yeah. A little bit closer to the border than, you know, we would like. So, okay, still Canadian. Uh, That's awesome. Okay, so... So... I didn't sway you at all with that, that theory about Amari Cooper versus a bad ankle on Chicago. My Griffin, friend, right? until Dak Prescott has, you know, hey. half as many wins in the playoffs as Blake Bortles. Okay. Wow, you're going to take okay. it to no, there? but he has two wins. If somebody were to tell you that he has more playoff wins, uh, Bortles has more playoff wins than Mike Vick and Tony Romo, you'd be like, no. Well, he doesn't have more playoff wins than Tony Romo, but well, you yeah. settle down there. Well, two. Romo's I mean, got three. Just <laughs> settle down, buddy. All that I'm trying to say to you is that all those numbers are it's gaudy. It's my code. That's my code about coach. I hope Romo. Or no, it's probably going to be. It's not. Okay. But so you know we've what, got, though? It's, we've got it'll be Aikman. No, it they're is. my favorite. They're, they're better. It's a, it's a bit deeper than that for me because Seattle has this efficiency to them. I think that they might be one of the only teams that can go in uh, into New, New Orleans, Orleans and beat them in the dome. Sound like the fucking Seattle Seahawks no. podcast I just listened to yesterday. They were talking about. They were already on to the NFC Championship game in oh, Soldier I, Field. I don't like that. Settle down. I don't like that. Settle down. Just focus on. I just, just hope I don't see Drake uh, like wearing I any cowboy stuff anytime. Ah, that's hilarious. But I saw him wearing an Alabama sweater. That's it. Done. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to go into uh, national championship no, talk. No, I but, know, I know. It's just a joy, you know. You know but all uh, maybe he feels like he looks better in crimson than orange. Who knows? Right. That was I just weird voice. Who knows? I just, uh, um, so picks. Mike's got Seattle. Definitely got Seattle. So you guys, both have, you guys both have Dallas, obviously. Um, it's it's gonna be I'm interesting. I'm optimistic, but I'm not confident. Otherwise, oh, it's gonna be a tough game. It's yeah. this is gonna be showing like. I just you know, hope Dak's inaccuracy. Is he gonna be able to get that under control? And guys, and show and tell. Yeah. Dak Prescott has been all but, show, but now you have to tell. In their red zone, will they be able to do something in the red zone this game? Because if they get bogged down too many two, times, two and they're and they're. Uh, Yep. Settling for field goals That's early be on the, in the, the game. name of the game. How many four point possessions does that Seahawks defense uh, have? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it at that then. Let's move on to the Sunday games. If you're a fan of HBO's The Wire, then you know the sound that you just heard means welcome to Baltimore and Omar's coming. But the Chargers don't got to be worried about Omar. They got to be worried about Lamar. Okay, so Ravens-Chargers. Yeah, Chargers-Ravens is going to be an interesting matchup because we've already seen it before. And I'm wondering what those teams have to offer that they didn't when they played on Saturday. Was it December 22nd or something? 
Yeah, uh, keeping with what I've focused on, um, well, I guess I didn't really for the last matchup that much uh, with the O-line, D-line, but... Um, yeah, 22nd, 22-10, Baltimore. Uh, I think the, wash, char no? the Chargers have arguably two of the worst offensive linemen in the entire league uh, on their starting O-line. Their, their left guard is laughable, and their right tackle is not very good. So suffice it to say, you're going to take the I'm Baltimore right there. Side. That right there, I'm taking Baltimore. Okay. Um, however, it's not that kind of drive. No, it's not. Do you think Melvin Gordon's a hundred percent? Um, because I mean, maybe he's been out the last couple of weeks because they thought, you know what, come well, playoffs, he's the last two. Well, with minimal touches. Exactly my point. Just maybe they're just keeping him back warm. in there, or they're just keeping him warm. Easing him back in there, I think. Just to, to stay healthy, because he's a banger. Um. 175 attempts, 885 yards this year. I mean, he's a thousand yard back and more, but um, he was banged up. Ten touchdowns. Though. Yeah, impressive as well. And then Austin Eckler comes in for 106 with 106 touches for 554 yards to add three. So that's a running game. Um, and they're getting Hunter Henry back. Yeah. Now, I yeah. don't know how. I mean, how efficient you're going to be coming off of an ACL, missing no. the entire season, and then whoa, I'm going to step in and play high speed playoff football. No, but if you're Stephen A. Smith, he's had a great season. So, uh, Philip Rivers with a 68.3 percent completion rating. Um, he's done it again. Stephen A. is going to leave you a comment. So just he's, for done, that. he's done it. Hey, we will take the, the publicity. Thirty. Oh 32, man. Thirty-two that. touchdowns and twelve interceptions. Philip Rivers is he's doing what he's always. What he's always That's done. That's hilarious, bro. Absolutely what he's always done. I and, forgot about Stephen A. Smith. And I think that Keenan Allen, I don't know if he's 100% either. But if he is, he's a top 10 guy, especially in my, I mean, 97 catches, almost 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. That's Those are elite numbers. Yeah. Sorry, that was who? Keenan Allen. And Mike Allen. Williams is the first Chargers receiver to get ton, 10 touchdowns in a season since Antonio Gates in like 2012 or something like that. This? Mike Williams, another Clemson Tiger. 43 catches for 664 yards. Yeah. I mean, you got 10 touchdowns. That's a touchdown every 4.3 catches. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Throw to a guy five times. For sure. S statistically speaking, he's going to grab a touchdown. Um, but that Baltimore secondary, though, I yeah. mean, does does any... And that front seven. Well, the secondary <laughs> plays as a unit. I mean, there's not there's not a whole... Um, there's not a whole amongst them. Um yeah, absolutely. That defense comparison is wow, Baltimore. Yeah. Um, what were you just showing, John? They're top five in every part of their defense. Who's Who? that? Who's Baltimore. that? Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Total number yards. One, number one defense. First. In, number in, one defense. Oh yeah. Well, we were talking about that last. Uh, yeah, week. last number week. Number one deep, you know, and and I thought I was gonna Chris Collinsworth my brother-in-law when I told him. You know, he's like, I'm worried about Sunday, man. I was like, man, number one defense. Number one defense never missed playoffs, and he's like, oh. You just sounded like uh, Collinsworth saying uh, uh, Tucker's never missed an extra point, and I was like, "Yeah, he missed after that, didn't he?" Yep. <laughs> I felt bad, but I didn't. I didn't need to. Let's go to the Ravens for a second. Um, do they have one of the scariest, most creative offenses going in the playoffs? Until or the, until the ball's in the air? Yeah, or wobbling down the field. That's the other thing, though. I like Lamar. Don't get me wrong, but like, but, but maybe fuck, they can win with twenty pass attempts. My eleven-year-old throws a tighter spiral than him. But maybe they can win with 20 pass attempts, and maybe he doesn't need to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage very far. Uh, maybe they can win that way. You. I don't disagree with you. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Gus Edwards came out of left field. That's one, um, of, the, that's one of the tougher games I'm having with picking. Um, 
It is a tough one. It, it, especially because they just played two weeks ago, and I, I, I picked Baltimore in that game. It just seemed like a perfect letdown game a week after beating the Chiefs the way they did for the for the Chargers. And sure enough, it was, and, and it's potentially cost them a first-round bye. It's a really interesting scenario because of how good the Chargers are, but they're in a division with the best young that's, quarterback in football. That's correct, right? Because KC lost they, to yeah. Seattle that next week, too. And they could they have won secured a two-game slide. And they could have secured the n- n- number one in a first So is that, that enough right there to... Okay, you know what? Let's not discount that this is a West Coast team playing at 1 o'clock in the East Coast. Oh, fair point. So what are you saying? All their fans aren't going to set their alarms for 9 a.m. on Sunday and make a nice cup of coffee and some back bacon? I'm saying that it it's odd that they're not the 447 uh, Saturday game. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's enough to make me think, is that going to get off? Uh, let them get off to a slow start? And then, all of a sudden, Baltimore is able to play with a lead, and good luck playing catch up against the Ravens. You know, like yeah. that's a stingy defense. So if they get out to a lead, then advantage them, especially at home. <coughs> <coughs> Pardon me, cold weather game for a West Coast team. Yeah, like I don't see, I don't see the Chargers defense. I don't want to get into weather report. I don't want to get into weather reports or anything. This isn't. Uh, no. You know. This isn't the Weather Channel, but it could it could play a, a a major part for again a West Coast team playing early in the Eastern uh, time zone. That's gonna screw them up. A bit. It, it's got to, like, even if they get get there today and they're there three days before <coughs> the game, the, when that alarm goes off on Sunday morning for them to get up, it's at a time where they're not used to waking up for a game. <laughs> in my opinion, like it's gonna be like, whoa, what's this foreign time that I'm I'm being woken up for? Yeah, but I. When it's all said and done, I'm not sure that three hours earlier than, than they're accustomed to is going to make a huge difference. Um, it, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference, but I think it was worth mentioning that it's a West Coast team playing in a 1 o'clock slot. doesn't happen very often. I'm, I'm curious who you think is going to win this football game because I'm going to take the Chargers because they have much more offensive efficiency. I'm not saying that Baltimore is not creative or efficient. I'm just saying that the Chargers can score and beat you in a lot of different ways. I hear you. Um... Fuck, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you necessarily. Um, I've got the Chargers down here on my picks. But if if defenses win championships, then why aren't people picking Baltimore to win? Because I mean, it's four it's four games to win. Well, put it this way: they're sixteen to one to win the uh, the Super Bowl, whereas like the Cowboys, the Eagles, the uh, Seahawks, and the Colts are all twenty five to one. So that right there tells you that Vegas gives that defense greater odds to win a championship. Right. So, so again, this is. Uh, they're I don't not think because of Lamar Jackson. I don't think this is going to be a, a game like we saw against the Browns last week. I think it's going to be closer to the game we saw the week before. Yeah. Um, but again, like if Philip Rivers takes care of the ball, <coughs> pardon yeah. me, then that's going to uh, like you give that Baltimore added possessions. At home in the playoffs with that defense, then I mean, good night. Well, and that offense is designed around making a clock go tick tock, tick tock, right? But I'm I'm gonna bet on making that clock. Run. I'm gonna bet on Philip Rivers before I bet on Lamar Jackson, uh, because it, like the Chargers may not have as good of a defense as um, 
the Ravens, yeah. but I'll take my chances in the playoffs with them putting Derwin James five yards off the line of scrimmage and just playing spy and playing 10 on 10 against the rest of the field. He's good. And then you've got He's... Joey Bosa and, and Mark and Ingram in there just wrecking. So he, that's what I think. He's an arguable defensive rookie of the year, but it could be a real ugly looking game. What I think is this might be the Chargers year. After everything that Phillip Rivers has been through, this might be the year where he has enough receiving talent, enough running talent, and enough defensive talent to make it to the big game. For the third time this year, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring uh, light to the amount of kids he has. And this time I'm going to use it to say Philip Rivers is not losing a playoff game to a guy who has less career starts than he has kids. I love that. I absolutely love that. That's, I mean... That's what I'm boiling down to. When you, and I've sure. been silently and kind of just keeping it in the corner of my eye, looking like, oh, Ravens, don't count them out. Aussies last year yeah. kept saying that, kept saying that. But I think I'm going with the Chargers this this uh, Sunday. I'm picking the Chargers because if we think that experience has any credibility whatsoever, yeah, you really have to go with a quarterback who's been there and done that and is looking to just get the final piece of this puzzle. See, and it makes me instantly think like to the game that I'm going to be watching Saturday night. And you've got to tip the cap to Russ there. But for me... This is a culmination game for the Cowboys where everything they've done, they've tried to duplicate what the Seahawks have. Pardon me. The young quarterback on the rookie contract. The power runner. The defense. to Down to the point of hiring Chris Richard. Johnny Tiebreak for the Chargers and the Ravens. Who do you like? Well, you both went with the Chargers, so... We could have a clean sweep. I'm yeah. going to go... Yeah. You guys, I was really teetering on either side with this one, but... Like, I think Baltimore's got more heart. I know those guys, like, just, they, they want to win this game. Which is not to say, you know. I not say the Chargers don't, but. Not that they, they don't, but no, there's guys yeah, on the, they're just, measurable. they're gunning, just, I don't know. Just reading some of the things from some of their players, you know. So but, Johnny's going more feeling than fact. But no, no I'm going to go experience, and I'm going to go Chargers with you. I think you're right. I, I don't know if. And guys. I think, Philip can do it. I think people... this time, like, fuck it. I'm taking the fucking Ravens. No, because no. This yeah, I'm time going Ravens. Week, I'm going Ravens. I'm going Ravens week. for the reason that I don't trust the Chargers uh, O line on the road, and I am going to throw out the experience over the the youth because I'm doing it on Saturday too. Might as well be consistent. There you go. I'm going Lamar Jackson. Fair enough. And this game very well could end up 16-13 for Baltimore. Defense, youth, and run game. Yeah, it's a good formula for the playoffs. I mean, at uh, least it's gonna be twenty four seventeen. For the Chargers. All right, that's all I got for that game. That's it. All right, all right. She wrote. So I'm just to clarify, I'm I'm saying advantage Lamar Jackson over Derwin James. All right, that's enough. Let's talk big skin.
last game of the weekend. Bears and Eagles in Chicago. Who do you guys think is going to outperform the other? Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky? And I know for you, Jer the Cowboy, that's a pretty easy thing because you saw Nick Foles throw for 465 yards and Trubisky be basically a crossing guard. So, I, I mean... Uh, I don't think it's that con- like cut and dry. Um, this is going to come down to the Eagles' front seven versus those two running backs for, and obviously the quarterback. Um, uh, the Bears' O-line has quietly gotten better throughout the season mm-hmm. and darn near a strength at this point right now. Um, it's allowed Trubisky to stay upright and not be as rushed and thus not missing wide open passes uh, like he was in the Vikings game that I keep harping on because yeah. that game should have been a blowout and it wasn't. And it could have been... I think that that's why they didn't lay down um, in Week 17 yep. and chose to win because they wanted that confidence for him going in against a defense that they respected. Which quarterback outperforms the other? Uh, I'm going to say that Nick Foles will outperform Mitchell Trubisky. It may not result in a win. That's how good the rest of the Bears team is. I think that if Philadelphia can run the football... I think that if they can have an established run game, I yep. think that it'll be able to not only set up the pass, but it will free up Nick Foles to throw for 400-plus yards. Uh, I don't think that you're in your right mind talking about 400 yards against from that Nick defense? Foles against that defense. I never once said on that the that's road. a prediction. I, oh. once, I just said that you if just, they But you said it in the same run, sentence. Yeah, but if they can establish the run game, it will allow him to be able to do that. I'm not saying he's going to. Defense is freaking elite. Okay. But Philly has to run the football because sh- Chicago has... Arguably a top three tandem back with Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard. Those those two guys. Do you? Here's a stat. I can't, I can't quickly name a better duo. Fair enough. In the backfield, Here, off the top of my head. Here's a stat: Tariq Cohen, seventy-one receptions for seven hundred twenty-five yards, yep. five touchdowns. Jordan Howard. He's got faster. Yeah. I mean. No, seriously. Like I literally think he's gotten faster. Like they told him, "Hey, try to get up to Tyreek Hill speed because you're our Tyreek Hill." And that's why I kind of laughed at the concept of them trying to run the Chiefs' offense in the offseason. I think and I was like, they're not, they're not equipped. I think there's track well, speed. I think there's track speed, and I think there's one <laughs> watching a Bears game. It's like they told him, like, "Yo, get faster." Yeah. I said that before. Yeah. Not oh, only, yeah. not only, like, you know, I mean, that kind of sounds like strange, but there's who tells somebody to get faster? Like, wait, work out some plyometrics, bud. Come back when you're sub 4 40. Stay on the ropes. All that I mean is, is there's, I think that there's track speed and there's game speed. Absolutely. Very, very, very few players can, I just think it's increased, can make the two interesting. I know you think he's gotten faster. Anyway, back to the best, the top three best tandem in, in football. I can't even compliment the Bears. This guy's so if, fucking uppity. It's like he's from Chicago. If, if Howard can run through the tackles effectively, and Cohen can get anywhere on, on the field and catch the football. I I don't know if Philadelphia's defense is going to be able to harass Trubisky. I don't know if they're going to be able to do enough. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to. But if they are, then there goes their chances of exploiting the the Eagles secondary that we've harped on for forever. That, who have gotten better? Who have gotten better they, and they, learned to play together? I'll I'll agree to an extent that your theory of grown men hearing and reading what's being said about them in the media and stepping up, I'll lend a little bit of credence to that. the NFL. I think more so, they've had a couple opponents lately that haven't been able to 
aside from the Rams, because that Rams victory was very impressive yep. uh, by the Eagles. And actually, fuck, they played the Texans the week after, who put We're up a 30, surging team, and in the fourth and quarter... And were able to take advantage of a secondary. And they did. That's why that game went to overtime. That's right. But... See, and I don't think that the Bears are equipped to exploit this. Exploit. Exploit is a a key word there. They could take advantage of it periodically throughout the game, but can they exploit it? Can they work it into the game plan so they win because of it? However, I am also not confident in betting against Mitchell Trubisky in his scripted plays to start the game. If he is able to do that, then I fully trust the Chicago Bears to play with a lead at home in the playoffs in cold weather. I mean, if he doesn't, it's a different game. Then it's a different game. Yeah. Add a turnover to it. If he doesn't do well with the scripted plays, then the Eagles win. I think it's that simple. I can't wait to see if Khalil Mack gets to Nick Foles. I think that people assume it's a foregone conclusion, but I would not be surprised if we're at halftime and people are saying, "Where's Khalil, where's Khalil Mack? Mack?" Well, that where, and that's another that reason presence? why I wasn't so high on the Bears because I've seen it many a time. I watched Lael Collins handle Khalil Mack as a Raider last season. In week 15. Okay. Now, Mac ended with two sacks late in the game, but let's grade the other 68 snaps that Lael washed him out of the fucking play. Well, Johnny, Johnny Stas brought up a great fact that Jason Peters, uh, I believe it's also J- Jason Kelsey, um, are playing hurt. Well, Lane Johnson's the right tackle, and he's probably the best right tackle in the game. Bar none. Um, Even Jason Peters is a shell of himself. But he's still a serviceable left tackle. Absolutely he is. Jason Kelsey, I would say, is top three, top five. Peters, I believe, got hurt two weeks ago and kind of hobbled off the field. He's played since then, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't been great. However, they won the Super Bowl with a backup left tackle last year. Right. So this And this is a team, don't discount the fact that they are feeling themselves. I absolutely agree with you. Everyone wrote them off, including their own front office, including their own coach when they benched Wentz. Because of the injury. That was their... Like, they didn't just magically find out about that shit when they did. It was convenient that it was after a loss to fall to 6-7 and seven and whatever. Wow. And it basically all but eliminate themselves from the division. That, they that, didn't expect to beat the Rams and the Texans two weeks yeah, in a row. That's a type of conspiracy theory thing, though. Like, that's not necessarily, like... No, I don't think that's conspiracy at all. I think that's feelings and less facts, though. I, like... You, you're it's telling me that though. that's what it is, though. Because it feels accurate. There's a difference. You, you think that they were making a run putting fucking foals in? I will say on air that I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. But right. I will say, I'll, I'll answer your question. I'm not scared of a question. I, I do think that Carson Wentz performed and it still didn't matter. So was his injury that bad? I don't think he performed that well this year. I think he did. I, I think he performed quite well. I'm just reaching for my stats on him, but I only brought in stats for Foles. Um... I think he had a pretty decent season. So you disagree with what I said last down. week about their 180 turnaround improvement in, in uh, play action efficiency as soon as Wentz isn't in the game? I mean, when Carson Wentz throws for 3,000 yards... I like how Johnny has, just puts numbers in front of you and, has, and expects you to know exactly what he looked at to get to that number. And has a passer rating, <laughs> and has a passer rating of 100 plus. It's his gloves. It's, it's his gloves. He can't it, touch it. 20, 21 and 7. So 7 times 3 is 21. So he's got a 3 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio for over 3,000 yards and a 102.2 quarterback rating. Thank you, Johnny Stats. You mean to tell me that there aren't 31 other teams that would take those statistics? He builds on those numbers. He builds on those numbers. Oh, fuck. 
right? So now Nick Foles comes in, and he's performed seven touchdowns, four picks since he's come in for over 1,400 yards. You mean to tell me that Carson Wentz wasn't playing well? I'm, I'm agreeing with you that his injury must have been that bad. And why wasn't it on the report the week before unless it happened in-game? I mean, that's why I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I don't see Jacksonville losing again. So, if that, in your estimation... I'm now a soundboard. Yeah, well, no, if that, in your estimation, is, like, your, like, go-to, I mean, then I guess I'll, I'll just have to get some of my own sound bites. Oh, I like it. Now Now I got to do another homework. Nice. I Good. Even, I don't even know how to do it, but okay. I'll just get creative some way, somehow. Um, Did you look up to see about that, who's announcing that Saturday ESPN game? Did you see it? You can't find it? All right, don't worry about it. Um, so picks for this uh, this game, and yeah. then I gotta I, I gotta do Chicago. a run sheet because we're gonna keep track of this shit. Chicago, Chicago for Mikey Johnny. Chicago, wow, clean sweep. For week three. I was so prepared to answer. Bears win, Eagles cover. But we didn't even talk about how Zach Ertz. Do I want to be Mr. A, Contrarian? Had a wide re- receiver season playing tight end. Well, he broke uh, Jason, Jason Witten's record, all-time yeah, record for catching season. It, talking about it. Congratulations to him. You know I like who, Zach Ertz. Do you know who would be the ABC? Uh, I don't think there is an ABC game, sir. Well, it says ESPN. It's ESPN. ABC. Okay. Well, it, yeah. So ABC, I was just saying they have those yeah. announcers. Who it is. Did you Google announcers? I have for Colts Texans game. I did, and it, that it, was the bring Google you, search. Google will bring you up ones from two thousand nine right. because everything lives in the internet forever. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's got like I put announcers for Colts game. It's, <laughs> it's got it's, everything lives in the internet. Wow, that's uh, I think I'm higher than Josh Gordon. <laughs> Mr. Trubisky completes two-thirds of his passes at 66.6%, but just 3,223 yards, so I mean that definitely credits what you're saying about him being pedestrian and manageable. With 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, it's it's pretty normal 2-1. to It's made my pick pick for me. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm going upset. Why not? Fuck it. Momentum's a hell of a thing. I said I don't believe in it, but... Those... Those Eagles were an underdog all of last year, so there's no reason to think that they won't perform as such again this year. But still, though, defense wins championships. Okay, so just to run it back to keep track of this shit. Do you need a rundown? Yeah, I need a rundown. <laughs> need a rundown, Jim, by the end of the day. <laughs> oh, I wish I would have got that sound right. Um, is there anything special about the rundown or just the normal just rundown? Normal rundown. <laughs> just normal rundown. All right, so normal rundown. Uh, Jim. Uh... Baltimore or Chargers, Mike? You'd pick the Chargers. Chargers. Oh, yeah. Um, Johnny's got L.A., and I've got Baltimore. Um, oh, he gives me the info, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. So guess who's calling the Colts-Texans game? You've just been waiting to use that soundbite. Eh? I'm glad that you were able to. No, it's good. Hey, 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 hey. I just work here. I just work here. A great one. Uh, uh, so, Wit and Bug and Tess are calling a playoff game? Playoffs? I just hope they can call a game. 
Oh, wow. That's kind of wild. I didn't see that coming. Well, they're Hopefully level they of do well. Well, they're inexperienced. You would think that another crew would. But well. who is the other crew? Because Troy Aikman and Buck are calling the Cowboys game. What? The Baltimore uh, thing game is going to be Romo. It's not, it's, and not, then, it's not John Gruden and Jaworski anymore. Who's that's the for Bears-Eagles sure. game going to be then? Well, it depends on what network oh, it is. Oh, and Chris Collins. Yeah, go. Collins and the... Michaels. That's right. It's NBC. No, that's right because yeah. they got the Golden Globes or whatever Sunday night. They want the fucking. Uh, they want the opening. They want, TV, the, they want the lead money, in. Yeah. That's, that's actually what happened. I've, I listened to oh. 15 minutes too many about why it fell the way it did because it's a big thing that the Cowboys are playing Saturday night and not the Sunday late game. Weird. That's why. Either way. Uh, so then you had Seattle. Mm-hmm. Johnny had Dallas. And then the first game, Mike, you had Colts or Texans. Oh, Houston for sure. And Johnny, you had? Houston. That's right. I went against you guys in everything except for the Cowboys game with Johnny. You just want to be different. No, I want to be right. I do. Burn. I don't know. That's a burn. Did you go Houston? Sorry, that's Houston. correct. Yeah, Johnny was play with the bull. You get double one. You guys got a problem. No, I don't. <laughs> we'll see. All right, so that's it. Thanks Everybody for tuning in, as weekend. always, and have a good one. We'll see you next week.